1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Chen, and I'm here today with a very special guest, Leah Thompson, aka Girl Gone Crypto. She is a blockchain content creator. You've probably heard of her from YouTube. You've probably seen some of her YouTube videos, like the famous Harry Potter video. Um, And if you're wondering what Harry Potter has to do with crypto, then definitely go check it out. You will love it. But anyway, I'm very excited to announce that Leah, Girl Gone Crypto is our influencer of the month for the month of May. And we're producing so much awesome content together for you. Some of it is going to live on our channel and then some of it is going to live on Girl Gone Crypto's channel. So definitely make sure that you check out both of our channels throughout the month of May for any new content that we create together. So, hey, Leah, thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to chat with you.
2: Diana, thank you so much for having me as a guest here on the podcast. I am honored to be your influencer of the month. I mean, we've just been having so much fun. We've been recording a bunch of educational content, talking all about hardware wallets and Web3 and NFTs. And so everyone definitely check it out. It's it's really been a lot of fun conversations. <laughs> so much fun
1: and so much educational content. And I'm like, really excited for this conversation because like you said, we've made so much content already. And I'm like, I still don't know, like what your background is and like how you <laughs> became Girl Gone Crypto and all this stuff that I'm very curious to know. So to start off, I'm just curious, like, who were you? Who was Leah before she became Girl Gone Crypto?
2: Yeah. So I was actually working in the tech industry um, kind of before coming to crypto. And so my kind of like entry point to crypto is kind of a fun story. Um, I first heard about Bitcoin back actually in 2011, because I had a friend who his entire apartment was filled with mining rigs. And um, like I would go over to his house and I mean, it'd be like 95 degrees in there, like all of these things. And so my very first impression of crypto or Bitcoin was just like this is some very weird, strange like computer nerd stuff, right? Like this is like not something that I'm like particularly interested. And he was even like, oh you should set some of these up and I was like no definitely not (laughs) and so that's pretty that is
1: pretty crazy that's pretty crazy because that was like so early days of crypto and the fact that you just like saw the behind the scenes of how all of this gets mined and like how it comes out into the space
2: for people to buy like that is so crazy Right. Because even back then, you couldn't really buy it. It was uh, So there wasn't like a whole lot you could do with it. But uh, yeah, really interesting to kind of get that initial, you know, kind of introduction to it. And then that same friend for years had kept telling me to buy it, especially once there were ways you could buy it that weren't just meeting up with someone in person in Starbucks, you know, like once there started to be actual ways. And I sadly didn't listen to him until kind of like early, mid 2017. Um, But what really kind of got me into the space and actually got me interested was, I don't I don't know if you remember the blogging platform Steemit? I don't know if you ever like saw that, um, but yeah. yeah, like okay, yeah. So, like, back in like 2017, I kind of stumbled across that and I had never made content before, but I was uh, curious about it because people were talking about how you could like earn crypto. So, I was like, well, I'll write a couple of blog posts and see what happens. And um, I did it, and I think I like my first one, like, I made like a hundred dollars in crypto, and I was like, what is this madness? And so that's I started actually posting and like I was making ukulele videos like not that I'm a very good musician but you know there weren't very many people on the platform so like you know they were like nice to me um, and so um, it was just this really fun uh, kind of process of like learning how to record videos learning how to write you know, content just kind of like in this very like low pressure environment where I was just having fun and posting on this kind of like niche crypto platform. Um, but more than that, like more than kind of getting to learn how to make content, I, I think that the biggest takeaway was that it's really opened the door to a lot of these questions, right? Like, why is this worth anything? What gives it value? You know, what is this thing called a BTC pair in an exchange and a hardware wallet? And, you know, like all of the things that as you start to actually own crypto, you have to kind of start to ask yourself. And so I actually feel very fortunate that I had that experience um, when I did, because I, I think that, you know, it's one thing to decide to go buy Bitcoin. It's another thing to earn crypto and get to kind of experience all of that when you don't feel this like, OK, I've put all my money into this thing. And so, uh, yeah, it was just a really great kind of like learning, I think, cocoon almost for me where it was just really exciting. And um, so, yeah, and then it gets, to get to go through the last bull run and watch all of that, like I was hooked. I was like, OK, this is really interesting for sure. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, for sure. Wow. OK, that makes total sense. So then when you just started learning about crypto, like back in 2017, that was still relatively early days. What, like, was it easy to just like Google things you didn't know and come across answers or like, what were some of your best resources that you turned to for learning about, you know, the things that you wanted to learn about?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So I I felt quite fortunate that like on Steemit, even though I wasn't making content about crypto, um, you know, I was like, I said, like posting ukulele covers, being like, I made this, you know, recipe, like, here's this, it was just all very random (laughs) kind of stuff. But most of the people that were on the platform were crypto people. And so they were posting blog posts, you know, about different crypto related topics. And so and as I became like friends with these people, I started like reading, you know, their work. And so I I had like friends I could ask questions. and So I kind of had this like network of people that knew a lot more about crypto than I did. And so, again, that's where I kind of think of it as this like really cool experience where I got to, um, you know, really get to slowly learn and ask questions in kind of like this natural way, which was really fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then today, like what are some of your go to resources besides your own channel, Obviously like I think that's a go-to resource for so many people out there learning about crypto but for you like what are some of your go-to resources whether they're like blogs or newsletters or like Twitter personalities we all know crypto Twitter is huge and that's <laughs> that's probably where I learned the bulk of my crypto knowledge to be honest um, but like where do you what, what are some of your go-to like sources of truth if you may
2: yeah I, that's a that's a great question because I think that it, it can be hard to sort through the noise right like there's a lot of information how do you know what's good? How do you know what someone is saying? Cause they have an ulterior motive to maybe pump their bags or whatever it may be. Right. And so I do think that it, it does take a little bit of like discerning to kind of sift through all of that. Um, but you know, I, I know this sounds kind of generic, but like, I definitely go to YouTube. I've got certain, you know, maybe channels that I feel like they're really honest that I can really kind of get a good sense of what's happening on a particular topic. But generally my approach to things is to watch multiple videos or to read multiple articles on the same thing. And so, like, let's say I was trying to wrap my head around Ethereum 2.0 and what all that was and what that meant and what are shard chains and, you know, like all of these different things, um, I... what I did when I was really trying to kind of learn about it is I, I watched a few different YouTube videos. I read a few different articles. Um, you know, obviously I know that you can't always count on good journalism, but like, you know, oftentimes looking at, you know, the coin telegraph, the like whatever, where there was like a, a journalist writing it. Like sometimes, you know, you they'll at least link to their sources. So then you can kind of go down the rabbit hole from there as well. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that trying to not go to one person for your information. um, But trying to kind of absorb different pieces of information from different people can usually you can pretty quickly like sift through like, okay, what's the truth like here? And what is everyone talking about? And so that's my general approach to like, if I want to wrap my head around something for myself or like, honestly, if I'm like researching it, cause I want to make a video about it. That's often what I make my like little two minute explainer videos about is like things that I'm like, okay, I want to understand this better. If I can take all of this, you know, education and figure out how to distill it down to two minutes, I'll then feel like I understood it. So I kind of use that as like a dual purpose if that makes sense. <laughs> For sure. I have
1: also found that one of the best ways to make sure that you've learned something is to try and explain it to somebody else, mm-hmm. because then you'll like start trying to explain it. And then if you don't really understand it, you'll be like, uh, and then um, <laughs> you <really laughs> kind of get stuck. And that's when you're like, OK, so maybe I don't understand this as well as I think I do. And I need to Mm -hmm. go do some more research. Um, But I know you make a lot of those two minute explainer videos, which is great. But what would be your sort of like 32nd explainer video on what is crypto to somebody Mm. who's still brand new to the space? And like, like, how would you explain it in a way that like is really fun and gets them hyped to learn more?
2: Yeah. So I generally, when I start off this conversation, I think especially because um, the whole topic of money printing and quantitative easing and like all of that is actually a mainstream conversation right now where people are looking at inflation, you know, talking about, wait, can we just print money out of thin air? Uh, how does that work? Uh, I, I think that that's something that, you know, kind of your average person is actually aware of right now, which is is it, kind of cool in the sense that it's, it, it's a good opening door. So in my kind of general... Thought processes. I I don't want to just start talking all of these words that mean nothing to them. Like they don't, you know. Let's say they don't know what the word blockchain is. They don't, you know, know what crypto even cryptocurrency, cryptography, like any of that even means. And so, anchoring it to something that um, is relatable, that there's some general understanding about. So, kind of talking about how you know we have this you know, this current model in our monetary system that is through the roof, you know, like literally we've printed, I think is 60% of the dollar bills or something that we have in the U S supply is printed this last year. Right. And so if we're looking at, is that a currency that we think is going to get more valuable over time? Um, I, I would probably argue, no, right. Where if we're looking at, um, something like Bitcoin that has a hard cap supply of 21 million, it's really Clear and easy to see that the deflationary model of as demand goes up for it, and it used to be you could get one bitcoin for you know a thousand dollars, right? And now it's uh, about sixty thousand so, dollars. Like that is the difference of demand going up, but without the supply following suit. And how in the long term that's actually something that is going to be um, more stable over time, which is funny, even though people talk about the volatility of crypto. Um, so I guess I need to work on my thirty-second explainer pitch because I'm pretty sure I just talked for like four minutes. Um, but um, that's generally how I think about explaining it is tying it to our current monetary system and the issues that we have there. Yeah,
1: no, I thought that was a great <laughs> sort of like short explainer that would get people excited about it. So, um, you know, for people that have maybe like heard this pitch and have a basic understanding about it, but still haven't really gotten really deep into the space, what do you see as being some of the major roadblocks that are preventing the masses from getting into crypto today?
2: Yeah, I think that um, ease of being able to just acquire it is honestly a big part of it And so that's where um, I actually Do think that like things like Cash App are doing really big things For the space because most people have Cash App and they can just Click a button and buy Bitcoin right there um, But yeah I think The fact that like you have to create For the most part create an exchange account And potentially KYC and then you've got To transfer from your bank account and then you've got This and there's just it's it feels Overwhelming because it's something that people haven't Maybe done before and there's this whole kind of I think feeling of, well, I don't know what I'm doing. What if I mess up? Like I, you know, I don't have anyone to hold my hand. And you try to Google it, and there's so many resources. And I, I think that, at least like for me, like when I feel overwhelmed, by something I tend to just kind of shut down. <laughs> and I think that 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 uh, happens a lot, you know. And so one thing that again I think is actually just really cool about where we are right now in, in the space is that more and more people are. Getting into crypto, which means that more and more people are going to have friends that can help them when they have questions. Like, I know for me, like, I uh, back in 2017 when I first got into crypto, I did have some friends that were in crypto. And so I was able to ask questions. And that was huge because it's one thing to try to contact the customer service at Coinbase or something to ask your question, but like, kind of good luck, right? Um, And so when you've got someone that you really trust that can answer your questions and help you out. Like, I think that that does more than anything else. So yeah, I think that just the more people have kind of access to trustworthy, good information from people that they, again, they know, like, and trust. I think that that is is really a key factor.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing I really appreciate about the crypto community as well is like, it is small right now, but at least from my experience, everybody has been super welcoming and nobody's going to be like, oh, you're a newbie. Like, you don't know anything. Like, no, you're (laughs) not in the club. People, I think, are just excited about other people who are excited about crypto. And so, even if you're Mm -hmm. a total newbie, but you know, like you want to learn more, you're excited about it, I think it won't be too hard for you to like get on Twitter and like find a community, find some people who want to take you Mm -hmm. under their wing and tell you a little bit more and like help you understand the space. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I want to dive more into Girl Gone Crypto, of course. (laughs) I want to talk more about that. So, you're it's 2017, you discover Steemit, you're like making some random content content on there and earning crypto. And you're like, wow, this is really cool. How did that eventually evolve into Girl Gone Crypto?
2: So what's really funny is that I started getting requests to speak at crypto conferences. because they were people that just like followed me on steemit and i was like no i don't i don't even make content about crypto they're like no we just think your story's kind of cool blah 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 and so anyway i started like flying around to um different conferences like in vegas and austin and toronto and even poland and like speaking at these crypto events and it just kind of like hit me after all of that i was like you know I feel like I, I have a lot to learn still in the world of crypto and blockchain, but obviously I enjoy making content at that point. I've been doing it for like three years or whatever on Steemit pretty much every day. I'm really interested in crypto itself. Like not only have I been learning about it, but like personally I've been like, you know, dollar cost averaging now for like three years. Right. And like, so I'm like, maybe, maybe I should actually start like a crypto channel. Like the universe just seemed like it was pushing me in that direction. Like how many like random ukulele players on Steemit are like flying around a crypto conferences. Like it's such a weird thing. (laughs) And so, um, anyway, I just, I really felt like I didn't have much to lose. It seemed like that was like, again, the direction, like the universe was pushing me. And so anyway, I launched Gorgon crypto, uh, kind of late summer of 2019. So I'll be coming up on my two year birthday, uh, here (laughs) this summer in September. Um, and so, yeah, I really just decided to give it a try. Um, and I, to be honest, was like really like nervous to like, I don't even know what all to do. I was like, I don't want to do interviews that make me nervous. But then I realized that was like the best thing to do. Cause I wasn't, you know, I needed to learn a lot more. So anyway, I think at this point I've done I want to say 150 plus interviews and i've like learned from so many people and now you know we've talked about the two minute explainer videos i'm doing like i now have kind of branched out to do my own kind of educational pieces but um but yeah it's just been a really uh, it's been a really fun ride like it, i feel like it's just been a rocket ship ride since the beginning like it's just been nothing but like forward momentum <laughs> so for sure yeah and you mentioned that earlier you, you were working in the tech
1: industry as well so were you at one point like making the content side by side and then now are you? doing Girl Gone Crypto exclusively? Like when did you, I guess like when and then how did you make the decision to quit your full-time job and go off on this? Because that, you know, that
2: does take some courage. Like it is a it, it is a risky thing to do. Yeah, for sure. So um, so I never made content in the tech industry, but what's funny is I actually, I, I kind of did, but it was like in-house kind of um, educational like tech explainer videos. And so um, I was in kind of more of like the marketing sales department of like a pretty big tech company company and we didn't have a very good, like B2B business to business, um, like training program. And as the company kept growing, I was like, you know, we can't keep up with in-person trainings, you know, like, let's do some videos. So I actually like founded the whole, um, video training program at that company. They like built me a studio to record it. It was like really fun. Um, but yeah, that was, none of it was like public. It was all like B2B kind of stuff. Um, but again, that was like, I think a good, like kind of learning milestone. I'm like, okay, how do I take these more technical things and kind of break it down and do some of that. And so that was a really fun kind of experience. But, um, yeah, to be honest, I just left my, my day job, if you will, um, back in, in January of 2021. And so... For it's funny for someone that's like so all in on crypto, I actually view myself as a very like financially conservative person. And so I was like, I don't want to do anything risky. I'm just going to do both for a long time. But anyway, it's been really fun to just get to focus solely on Girl Gone Crypto full time this year. So
1: yeah, well, congrats. That's a big leap to take, especially in the middle of a pandemic with so much <laughs> uncertainty. I mean, obviously, like the great thing about being a, a, a content creator online is that that's not really affected by the pandemic. So um that's awesome but congrats um, thank you <laughs> so, for, so for people who are like maybe new to your channel aren't really familiar with your videos can you just give people a rundown of like what your primary video segments are how is it structured if people are going on there looking for specific content like w- what can they expect to find
2: yeah so there's actually been a little bit of an evolution I would say so like I was mentioning a moment ago um when I first started my channel I was like who wants to listen to me talk about stuff like I'm still learning. So I did nothing really, but interviews for a really long time, which was such a cool way to meet people and to get to learn, you know, instead of spending like hours and hours reading all these articles, I was able to interview some of these people and just ask them my questions directly, which was amazing. I learned more in six months of doing interviews than I did in like the three years kind of casually learning about things before that. And so, um, so yeah, I think that also like, I mean, just to be honest, like, you know, I think that as a female in the space, I really wanted to be taken seriously. Like I was like, okay, I want to be seen as someone that is, um, that's smart that, you know, can actually hold these conversations that's wanting to learn, that's wanting to have, you know, these kind of important conversations where you can dive into the use case in the tech. And so I felt like I needed to almost like prove myself at first. And so another reason why I was doing a lot of these interviews and kind of more like, um, you know, educational pieces of content and where I've kind of pivoted a little bit in the last year, which, I mean, I still do interviews. I still make, you know, we've talked about the two minute explainer videos. I do like, I still do educational pieces of content, but my focus has really been on making like wildly entertaining content. Like that is like my whole goal. And so you mentioned the Harry Potter video in the beginning, um, you know, just making things that are fun and kind of get I don't know, get people to think in a different way. Cause if you, I think if you look up and there's some like 30 minute like video, like, yes, it's going to be a lot more educational probably than, you know, some of what I'm making, but like, it's also like, you know, just to come back to the Harry Potter example, like I've had so many people that are like, I could never get my kids to watch anything about Bitcoin and they, they love that video. Now they're asking questions. Um, I have a, literally a whole closet of like costumes, um, you know, where I try to do different things, like even in, um, like just to make it more engaging and fun. Like we're all here anyway. Like, I think that if you can get things to kind of like stick in someone's brain in a different way, like it, it, it goes a lot further. Right. And so like, even in, I have like a hardware expo- like explainer video, hardware wallet video and like even within that i was talking about how like the only way someone could get your funds is if they like break into your house and i've got a ninja costume so then it like cuts to a ninja costume and like you know (laughs) just silly things like that but it like i think that it's actually powerful um and uh, you know to actually think about ways to draw people in and make stuff stick and so. Anyway, I have all of that, um, but some kind of like my probably favorite segment that I do. I call it the Crypto Minute, and it's uh, basically where I cover the news for the week in one minute or less. And I try to make it as like engaging and ridiculous as I can. Like there there are a lot of costumes and really bad dad jokes involved. So if that's your jam, it only takes up one minute of your of your life a week. Uh, (laughs) Go check it out.
1: I love those videos and like personally big (laughs) fan of dad jokes, which I did notice that you have a lot of like on your Twitter as well. Um, (laughs) So people listening are a fan of that. Definitely go check that out. Um, so yeah, like I totally agree with you, like in terms of content creation in this space, because it seems like a lot of the content in the space right now is just very like, hardcore and like packed with really dense information that's not digestible like i think it's great obviously to have all that information out there but if people can't digest the information then what good is it the whole point of creating content is for people to like digest it and consume it and be able to learn from it or enjoy it or whatever the case may be and if people aren't watching it or aren't reading it then like what what's the point of creating all of that so i think you do such a good job of making content that is like engaging entertaining that people want to watch like have fun watching and then in the process learn something about crypto mm-hmm. so i love that yeah thanks i appreciate that <laughs> yeah so i guess i'm like wondering too in, in terms of your process like you said you have a whole closet of costumes and <laughs> you obviously like to make your videos really fun when how do you get an idea for a video is it like do you see a news segment pop up and you're like oh this is a really interesting news piece or is it like I um, went to the costume store and found this new (laughs) costume, and that reminded me of a crypto project. And now I'm going to talk about them. Or (laughs) what does your behind the scenes process look like for creating these videos?
2: Yeah, that's. I would say it's a mix of of both. So I did purposely kind of think through, like, what are some crypto related costumes that might make sense. So I have a dog costume for when I talk about Doge. I've got bear. I've got a bear costume. I've got multiple whale costumes. I've got like just different, different things that, you know, when I talk about polka dot, I've got a polka dot dress. I've got, you know, various things that just kind of, um, I know will come in handy, you know? Um, then sometimes I purchase kind of one-off things. Like I'll have an idea, like when the whole, um, wall street bets, like Robin hood thing was going down, I like literally was like next day, Amazon, I need a Robin hood costume ASAP. Like I need to do something with this. And so, uh, so yeah, I definitely say that it's kind of a mix of things, but you know, I, I don't know that I have a particular process, except that if something catches my eye, I try to make it happen if I can. So, um, I know that this is going to definitely come out later in the month, but like, you know, tomorrow, so we're recording this on May 3rd and tomorrow is May the 4th and I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So I'm looking at that and now I'm prepping my Star Wars content to have that ready to go. Right. And so there's so many Star Wars and crypto related things. So sometimes I look at things that are coming up on the calendar and kind of draw inspiration from that. Sometimes it just comes up in the moment. Um, but yeah, I guess just trying to, trying to, trying to have fun with it and um i, I guess i'm just i'm shocked like you think i would like run out of like ideas but it's been almost two years and i feel like there's just a never-ending like flow of potential things you can do in the crypto space. It's just it's such a fast moving space, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it definitely helps that we're in a bull market right now. Yes. I think they're moving so fast because you literally cannot run out of content um, <laughs> yeah. during a bull market. Uh, so on a more personal note, like what has your experience been being a female in the space? It's obviously a very male dominated space. I think a lot of the times when people think about crypto, they still have that image of, you know, the what you saw in 2011. <laughs> when you walked into this like mining rig. Um, and I think like a lot of people still think that the space is all just like gamer geeks and finance bros. And mm-hmm. so like how how has it been for you being in the space and especially like having such a public presence in the space, putting out videos of yourself and uh, really like subjecting yourself to public criticism or just public feedback that you never asked for.
2: <laughs> right. So, you know, I honestly feel like things have changed so much, even in the last two years where I've been kind of more uh, publicly involved in the crypto space, right? And so I guess I should say year and a half. I don't know. W- whenever that two-year line is. But um, it, it is interesting because I, like I was mentioning earlier, I really felt like I needed to prove myself and be taken seriously at first. Which I don't think that you, like, really need to. Like, it's interesting. I felt like the more creative I got, which honestly the Harry Potter video was the catalyst for that. It was my first kind of like, really, like I would consider slightly weird. Like I'm putting myself out there. This is a little bizarre. I don't know. Um, kind of thing. And it made me realize like the more creative, the more fun I had, the, the more people enjoyed it. And so I've actually been really happy to see so many other women getting into the space where maybe they're not even taking a similar path I did, where they felt like they had to make all this really educational stuff up front. And again, like I, I am so happy I made every, piece of content that I've made. Right. Like it all has served a purpose in my own journey of learning and, you know, also with my audience, but like, it's cool to see like, you know, these like more girls coming in and they're starting at that more like creative, like this is my vibe kind of place. And I I think that just really speaks to like, um, helping to evolve the conversation over the last few years, um, with the kind of handful of women, you know, that have been really actively involved in the space and making it, I think more acceptable to post these like fun TikTok videos and do things that are kind of more just for entertainment value, um, but also, like we've talked about in this conversation, have like an anchor of education as well. And so um, I'm really excited to see more and more women. I feel like I've been connecting with more and more women on Twitter that are just like asking questions in the comment section. Like I've noticed in this bull run so far uh, a noticeable difference in the amount of like females that are seem to be in my like realm or like, you know, around me. And uh, I'm personally like really, really, really excited to see that. That's great to hear. That's, yeah, that's
1: definitely a positive trend. And I think like as we move forward um, and and crypto gets more and more into the mainstream, we'll for sure be seeing a more diverse audience of crypto fans than just like what we saw traditionally, like your friend in the mining <laughs> rig in his room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so looking back on your experience since 2017, or even since you started creating content for Girl Gone Crypto, what are maybe like the top three things that you have learned from creating all of this content, whether it's about crypto, or it's about content creation, or about marketing, or just like anything related to this journey?
2: In terms of maybe content creation, I would just kind of say that as an industry, I think we need to simplify things more, right? And so that's a really big part of what of what I try to do, especially with the explainer videos, is just like what I do is I, I have uh, like certain friends, right, where like they know a little bit about crypto, but not a ton. And I kind of think about it from their perspective. Like if they were watching this video, what would they still have questions on? And I really try to put it through that kind of filter. Um, but I think that also just not assuming that. That people know certain things like um you know like last night i posted this tiktok video and i, I had questions on there where people were like what do you mean back up a private key like what does that even mean or like hey if i lose my hardware wallet does that mean that i lose my funds and so even just realizing that as much as i think on crypto twitter we can get into this like little like circle where we all feel like we know all the things about crypto like there's i mean people have a lot of questions still and like I wish I could, like, show you my DMs, like, the amount of, like, where do I buy Bitcoin? Where to like, just really, really basic level questions. And so I think just we talked about this a little bit earlier in the conversation, but like having empathy for the fact that like, Hey, maybe we've all been learning about this for years and this might seem kind of second nature. So I guess that's kind of my long way about of saying like, have empathy for the people around you that are learning that are, you know, really trying to understand. Cause it is overwhelming. And to us, it might be like, Oh, this is obvious, but to them it really isn't. And so that would definitely be one of the biggest things I've said is just, um, I don't know, be kind to the people around you and try to be helpful. <laughs> yeah for sure I mean
1: I I completely can relate to that like I'm scrolling crypto Twitter and I'm like man I'm the dumbest person here everybody knows more than I do about crypto and then you know I've got friends I've got like my real life friends who are like like they don't think they can buy any Bitcoin because they think they have to have $60,000 to buy right. Bitcoin like they don't know they can just buy like one dollar worth of Bitcoin so yeah as it definitely spans the whole spectrum there And so when when you look towards the future, like speaking of, you know, like our real life friends and family who maybe aren't very well versed in the crypto space yet, when you think ahead to the future, how long do you think it'll be until all of your friends, your non crypto friends, are you know pretty like well versed in the crypto space like know how to generally how to buy crypto what to do with it like they get DeFi and they know Mm -hmm. what nfts are like if you had to make a prediction how long would you say it's going to be until they all uh, until we get there
2: well I would say that there's going to be kind of various segments to that, right? So until everyone knows how to buy Bitcoin, I would say that could definitely be in the next few years because that's probably like the first like very entry-level thing. But then like how to use MetaMask, how to do all of this really cool stuff that's happening on Ethereum that's happening with NFTs. Like, I think that that's more of a maybe learning curve. And so like, that would be maybe a little bit further out. Um, and then, you know, from there, even like the really deep DeFi stuff, like, you know, like staking and liquidity pools and all the things like that is even further out. Right. And so, um, I think that, um, I think we're on the path. And again, I'll like circle back to this idea that like, when people have friends around them that can help. I think that that goes such a long way. And so the fact that we're seeing a lot more, I think the first step is just awareness, right? Like back in 2017, when I would tell my friends, Oh yeah, I started blogging on this platform, earning crypto. They'd be like, what's crypto. And now, you know, when I, people ask me like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I make content about like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. They're not asking me what that is. They're like, whoa, that's cool. You know, and so like even in the last few years, just seeing that shift in responses and familiarity. So I think step one is familiarity, right? And then the next step is them actually deciding to take an action. And so I I think that we still are like very much not at that point yet. Like we're, but the fact that we're in that first stage of people at least knowing what it is and it not being seen as this fringe weird you know, thing for criminals, like whatever you want to say, like the fact that I haven't heard someone ask me if Bitcoin is just for criminals in a long time, I think is a very bullish sign. <laughs> you know? um, and even just like, I am so stoked on the fact that NFTs have gotten so much mainstream attention. Like people that I know that literally know nothing about crypto are familiar with NFTs right now. And they might not be familiar with how they work. All they know is that it's this really cool, um, kind of like new technology that's empowering artists. Like that's kind of like how they view it. And I actually want to, like, kind of circle back to something we were talking about a moment ago with, like, the space getting more creative and, like, more women coming into the space and, like, feeling like. You know like they can make this more creative content i think that nfts are going to blow that out of the water even more. like i am so excited that we are attracting more creatives to the space because i really think we need that um and so i personally am just so excited to see that segment really explode because i truly think that the more diverse of a, you know, kind of general community and population we have, um, the faster we're going to grow. Yeah, for sure. And I am super excited, like for that same reason
1: to see more and more projects springing up in the space, because I think the more creative we can get with like, what kinds of projects can we create in the crypto space? Like, what can we what kind of dApps can we build on Ethereum? And the more creative we can get with that, then the more audience segments we can target you know and so it's like for nfts for instance like you said so many people know are like into nfts even if they don't understand how it works Mm -hmm. because of like nba top shot like all my (laughs) guy friends that are like super into like basketball are all over nba top shot you know and it's like they may have never gotten into nfts or into the space if it weren't for that or like same thing with artists and with like all of these big musicians and rappers and famous people like Mark Cuban tweeting about all of this stuff, like that really draws mainstream attention. And I almost think it's gonna be through these different projects or through more creative things in the space that uh the mainstream is really gonna like jump on crypto and maybe less so through like specifically DeFi, because while that does apply to every single person, I think it's it's just a little less sexy for people who like aren't really <laughs> into finance, you know. Mm-hmm. And some people are kind of turned off by it. They're like, I don't want to learn about finance. So like, okay, right. cool. Well, you can like, what about like breeding little cats or and being adopted? You know, like there's just so many <laughs> other ways to like get people hooked on this stuff. And I'm really excited about like seeing new projects come out in the space because we're still such early days, and mm-hmm. nobody can even predict like what sorts of projects we'll see in the future. Absolutely. <laughs> So, um, last thing, tell people: like, do you have anything planned for the upcoming year, the rest of 2021 for Girl Gone Crypto in terms of new content that people should be looking out for, um, or anything like anything behind the scenes that you can tease?
2: Mm, yeah. So I would say like one of my big goals right now, um, is just to like make the crypto minute even crazier. So like, I don't know, I just I really am like doubling down on that. Like, okay, I need more costumes. I need better. I don't know. Like, so I'm just having a lot of fun with kind of building that out. Um, but just in general, like my kind of goal for this year is just to, to really, um, create as much fun, entertaining, educational content that I can. Um, I really I have a lot of fun with like making these kind of like meme TikTok style videos. Like I just I I think that there's a lot of value. You know, we've talked about the importance of education in this interview, but I actually think that just pure entertainment value is incredibly important as well. Like we're all just here hanging out anyway. Like we might as well like have a laugh and have some fun. And what I think is actually kind of cool about that is even if, you know, some random, like silly, like TikTok videos, like not necessarily like, um, teaching someone something, it maybe is making them feel like a little bit less alone. Right. Just making them like, Oh, I get like, you know, they're part of a community. They're part of something. And so I think that content like that is, is super valuable for just like, even, I don't know, like really like kind of creating this sense of like togetherness, like we're all in this, we can kind of have some fun while we're here. And so, um, yeah, I I would just say like I'm I'm really focused on like, I don't know, making as much like fun, entertaining content as I can and just enjoying this bull run. For sure. Well I can't wait to see what crazier content you come up with and if I ever see a crazy costume out
1: there that I think would be great for something I'll definitely send it your way please do (laughs) okay so for this last segment I call this explain your tweet this is where I dig through your twitter Mm. and I pull out some interesting or cryptic tweets and I give you a chance to explain them so I'm excited your tweets are are awesome first of all like everybody go follow girl gone crypto on twitter Um, but I did pull out a few that I thought were interesting so the first one this is from April 14th, you said crypto has changed my life. And I am honestly so grateful. I mean, I totally agree, but I was just going to ask like, were there specific things in your mind or like maybe top three ways that it's changed your life just so you know people out there who are new to the space can uh, understand better
2: yeah so so i tweeted that actually when i was um on vacation in florida like just visiting some family and i just remember like sitting there being like wow i didn't have to ask permission from a boss to come fly down here and visit family like and that just hit me like that from kind of both sides of things like both like you know working you know like full-time if you will like creating content in the crypto space but also just the the fact that I've been investing in crypto for years and I've got kind of that like safety net, like both of them contributed to me, like feeling good about like leaving my day job, if you will. And so I was just personally like reflecting on like how cool it was and how I used to be like, okay, I only get like what two or three weeks vacation a year, so I've got to really plan it out. And I'm like, how nice to just have, you know, to go visit family for a week and not worry about it. And I can work. You know, by their pool in Florida. So that that was kind of where I was with that, and and, and that's something that I, I truly like wish for everyone. And I hope that they, to me, like that's real freedom is like having freedom over your time. And that was something that I've spent really like years working towards. Um, and I, I really like now that, that I've like, kind of like gotten there, like, yes, I probably work way more hours than like I did in my day job, but it's like the fact that I can decide if I want to do that from home, you know, here in Washington, or if I want to go visit someone or I want to, whatever it is. Um, it's just, to me it's been the probably the biggest life shift that i've had and something that i really do uh wish for everyone yeah
1: for sure that's awesome and i think like w- with this world shifting more towards a re- remote environment since covid and like more and more companies now are like uh, exclusively remote work or at least like partially um i think we are probably shifting more towards a space where like obviously like great to like be your own boss and like be able to like control your entire schedule but even for people who maybe like still need to stay at their day jobs Mm -hmm. there's gonna be more flexibility with being able to like sort of work when you want to instead of like having to clock in and clock out and like have your butt in a chair and just like have a person (laughs) there for people to see that like a human is like working there um but yeah no that's super awesome Okay, so the second tweet I have, um, this is from April 9th. You tweeted, which crypto will you never buy on principle no matter how well it does? And I was going to flip that question on you. And Do you have an answer to that? (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, so I have certain coins that I I, I, I really don't think I'll ever buy just because either I don't agree with the philosophy of kind of like the founding of it, or I just really don't like the founder of the coin. Um, And I think that... Part of, um, like, where that's kind of cool in the sense is that, like, yeah, there's there's so many options here in the crypto space, but I think a lot of what draws... I would say a lot of us, especially those of us that have been here for a while, is this kind of core principle and value, and that's going to be a little different for everyone. But for me, a lot of it has been, you know, personal sovereignty and freedom and, you know, really respecting the right to life of others and things like that. And like, I see different cryptocurrencies as a, a really important tool and vehicle for that, because, you know, obviously being able to control your finances is the, probably the most important step to kind of that like stage of self-sovereignty. So, um, I don't know if I want to name names. I generally try not to like attack other coins, but to. I definitely, uh, I definitely have a few, maybe, uh, you know, someone DM me, maybe I'll tell you, I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. No, we'll chat offline about
1: it. You definitely don't have to give names, but that definitely like is, um, it, it, mm-hmm. I think that's helpful to like, know the thing, the thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> one more last tweet here. This is from March 29th. He tweeted, Pro trip, (laughs) try not to have your boating accident in a canal. It draws unwanted attention. There's definitely a story behind this. Just tell us what it
2: is. (laughs) Well, I just tweeted this kind of during the whole like Suez Canal incident uh, where the boat was (sighs) uh, stuck there for like a week and it was like viral news everywhere. I don't know why. I just thought that'd be funny. I'm like, (laughs) it's just because like literally everyone was talking about like, you know, the Suez Canal. So I'm like, all right, guys, you know, for those who maybe don't know, actually, this is kind of a funny story story. Um, so for those who don't know, there's just kind of this like running joke in the crypto space. That's like, oh, I lost all my crypto in a boating accident. Kind of like making fun at the fact that like, you know, certain, you know, agencies might not really understand how crypto works. I'd be like, oh, you did. That makes sense. Like, of course you could have or um, like, as we know here in the crypto space, if you have your seed phrase, like, you know, you can lose your wallet and it doesn't matter. Um, well, I actually last summer I posted a photo because I um, was like, I had a photo of me like this, like driving a boat around and, and it was like right before the boating accident. Cause I thought that'd be funny. And it, so many people were like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like they didn't get the reference, which was like really sweet, but I was like, I need to delete this tweet like right now. <laughs> and so anyway, um, I just think the whole like boating incident thing is kind of like a funny reference, you know, in the crypto space. So I, I couldn't help, but, but jump on that with all the Suez Canal stuff. <laughs> for
1: sure and with the dad jokes too pro trip i did not misread that it says pro trip
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you appreciate the dad jokes i'm glad we're on the same page for sure
1: for sure. Um, so uh, before you go, Leah, thank you so much for giving your time and doing this and being our influencer of the month. Uh, before you go, just tell people where they can find you and all of your content. Just um, go ahead and plug
2: yourself. Awesome. So I probably hang out the most on Twitter. Um, so um, you can definitely find me there. GirlGone underscore crypto. Um, you know, I'm also on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, um, all the places. You can find me on unstoppable domains at girlgon.crypto. Hey, oh, uh- <laughs> uh, but Shut honestly, out. thank you so much for having me as a guest. This has been such a fun conversation. I've honestly loved all of the educational content that we've been making together as part of this kind of campaign this month. And so anyway, I really appreciate you having me on. This has been really a lot of fun. Thank
1: you so much, Leah. I can't wait for everybody to see all the content we've been making together. I had so much fun doing this with you. Um and thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We'll be back again soon with another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please rate, subscribe, and download our podcast and share this episode on social media with your network. And remember, the fun doesn't have to stop when the episode ends. You can continue this conversation with us on Twitter by tweeting your questions, thoughts, and ideas to at We look forward to chatting with you, and thanks again for listening.